Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. We're back for another week of Tis the Podcast, the podcast dedicated to keeping the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year. I'm Julia. I'm Anthony. I'm Tom. And I'm Charlene. <gasps> Charlene. here. Get excited. Yay. Oh, I'm so excited. First time on the show proper. That's like a big milestone. Yeah. yeah I mean, I'm we excited. heard her voice in... In our big singing bonanza, right? Yeah, yeah. But as yeah. far as like hearing you, this is the well, first we did time. Hear I'm her, super excited. We did hear her as well in our Christmas around the world segment. Oh uh, yes, yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. But just never, we're not live either. I can't even say it's live. But <laughs> I mean, like, we're chatting with that, you. It's the first time yeah. we've done that. <laughs> the actual. We're episode. glad you're on the yeah. real show. Thank so you. Happy. Even if you're glad. ripping another podcast with your <laughs> shirt right now, uh, I'm I, I'm sorry. I'm Christmassy, but I could I just got this shirt yesterday, and I couldn't wait to put on my Home Alone two shirt from Christmas Time in the City. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't wait to wear it. <laughs> so we know who you are, but our, maybe our main feed listeners really don't know how amazing Charlene is. So Charlene, will you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yes, I am Charlene Lewis. I am a mother of one, and I also have podcast Fashion Speaks. Um, I we're on just on YouTube, and I have been an uh, I'm an OG listener of Tis the Podcast, um, and yeah. I it's been like a lot all these years it didn't seem like I've been I've recorded stuff with you guys so much it I didn't realize I'd never been on the actual show show um but very excited to get into this movie with you guys and we are so happy to have you can you let our listeners know what your favorite Christmas movie is my favorite Christmas movie is Home Alone um and I'm trying to, I have like a, uh, my close second is Christmas Vacation. I have a lot mm. of favorites. It's hard for me to like pick like favorites, but the first one I think of automatically is Home Alone. And the other ones are like, I have a lot of like, I love them. So it's there's a lot of favorites. So many good ones, but those are the, the top ones that I think of right away. They're both good choices. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, get, and can you remind us Christmas and Hollis? Yeah, yeah, or no? Oh, yeah. I don't think I ever said this on the actual show. Uh, yay for me. Um, <laughs> I I do like Christmas and Hollis because when I start hearing it in like stores or random places, it just makes me feel like, oh, Christmas is coming because you just don't hear that. You don't hear it that often. So mm-hmm. um, it just, it makes me feel like Christmas is on its way. That's fair. Oh God, it's like God. that deep cut you hear when you get really close to Christmas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. 
So that's like, that's probably why it's one of my favorites. Julia and Tom, how are you two? Good. Well. Busting out the NPR voice. <laughs> You're not recording from home, are you, Anthony? I'm not. I'm recording from the basement of my in-laws house. We are up in St. John's, Newfoundland, which is, it's been nice to get away for a bit. Yeah. I, uh, I am meeting Glenn Warren of Seasons Eatings podcast tomorrow for lunch, along with possibly his husband. So that'll be nice. That will be so fun. Are you going to eat something good? Well, it's funny because he was like, where do you guys want to eat? Do you want like a proper, uh, you know, newfie dish or what? And I was like, we're open to anywhere. You're the eating (laughs) podcast. You should have really good recommendations. So he basically told us to meet at such and such a spot one and we'll take you from there so i'm excited to see where he takes us oh it's gonna be like an eating bonanza yes <laughs> that's gonna be fun and i know and i know tom has warned him already so he's well aware that i may try to touch him inappropriately and steal his money <laughs> <laughs> but it seems he has a it seems he has a plan for that so, <laughs> <laughs> so he's bringing his husband i'm so confused <laughs> Just in case. Oh, always count on Tom to make sure people are fully equipped for meeting you, Anthony. <laughs> but let, but let me do let me tell you, because the weather here has been like 59, 60 the past few days I've been here. It's a perfect mm. like folly type weather, which is awesome. Yes. How yeah, hot has it been too. here, Tom? Hot. Oh my gosh. It's like gonna be 106 tomorrow or something bonkers. But we're supposed to be getting out of it soon, right? I mean, not soon enough. It's ridiculous. It's almost September. Yeah. It's to get itself in order. Oklahoma's crazy. <laughs> it was 90 here today. Oof. Now, and it was it was like 95 yesterday, though, I think. Like, it went down a little. That's wrong. It's just wrong. <laughs> that is yeah. wrong. But, y'all, there are only two days until September, if you're listening to this on the day it airs. That'll get me through. As soon as September hits, I'm... Yes. As soon as September hits, I'm right. That's what I was going to say. I'm ready to decorate. <laughs> yep. Oh yeah. I'm a best out September this year. It's happening. Um, so special night tonight, not only is Charlene joining us, but you picked the movie, right? This is the movie. I, well, I didn't pick this movie, but he gave me options or what, like I might want I gave to her the list. Yeah. The list that you guys had already had you set up. And so week. I picked. Yes. Mm-hmm. I gotcha. Okay. So yeah. tonight we are covering 2013's The Best Man Holiday Christmas movie. Um, and we're so thankful to have Charlene here because she we found out watching this movie that there's some backstory contained in the first <laughs> yeah. Best Man movie that came out in 2003. So we will we will rely on a nice little tidy recap at the beginning of this once we start and talking Julia, about like the Best Tom. Man Holiday. <laughs> and Julia, like Tom, finished this movie in the last five hours and did not have time to watch the first one. Right? No, and that's what I told Charlene was, I wish I had started a day earlier because I absolutely would have gone back and watched the first one to fill in and because mm-hmm. I enjoyed this one. So, all right, so let's do a little plot synopsis and then we'll get into histories. When college friends reunite after 15 years over the Christmas holidays, they discover just how easy it is for long forgotten rivalries and romance to be rekindled. Nice and succinct. It really is, right? And it ends up, it's not exactly 15 years after the first movie, but it's pretty dang close. So I liked that. And that surprised me. I didn't realize, I remember the best man like being out 
right? Like, I think I even remember seeing trailers for it, um, but I didn't realize it had been that long. And in some of the flashbacks at the beginning with Tay Diggs, I was thinking they really de-aged him because he looks (laughs) a lot younger in those flashbacks. And apparently that's why, Um, although the man ages Mm -hmm. like a fine wine. Let me just tell you that. So, (laughs) yeah. um, all right. So let's do, um, let's do histories with this movie and then Charlene will get your history on the series as a, as a whole, as it is a two soon to be three movie series. So, um, you want to tell us your okay. history with the best man series in this movie as well? Well, I'll start with the first movie, which I, I thought it came out in the nineties because it's, I was very young when this came out. I was a teenager when this came out. I thought I can't remember like if I saw it in the movie theater or not, but this was a movie I watched over and over and over again. So I, I know this movie a lot. I didn't really have to go back and look, watch it because I remembered it. Um, as far as this current movie we're talking about, I saw it in the movie theater because when I heard that they were even coming out with another one, I couldn't wait to see it because I loved the first one so much. Um, so yeah, I saw it back then. And to be honest, I have a hard time coming back out and watching this again because it uh, makes me cry. <laughs> so it's like, it's one of those, like, I really love it. And it's like, but am I in the mood for tears? <laughs> right, exactly. Oh, I know that feeling. And I'm assuming you enjoy, if you had to pick one that you liked more than the other, would you pick the first one or the second one? Hmm. Or they're different too. There doesn't yeah. have to be one you like more. Yeah, I don't know. I, I probably would pick the first one only because I can watch it more without yeah. crying. <laughs> yeah, but they're both really good. I like them both. And it's, yeah. they got, we're able to get, all most I think almost everybody came back um for the movie for the second movie so it it feels like just a continuation on like a just a if you watch them like back to back it just feels like a long movie um Anthony what's your history with Best Man Holiday well I've never seen the first one although I will say I know thanks to Charlene I now know if I want to watch one of them and not cry, that's the one to watch. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, this one, I, I thought I had seen it. I didn't, I have not. Um, I've definitely caught bits and pieces of it on like TNT, TBS sometime every now and then during the holiday season, like just bits and pieces because the cast looked familiar. Some of the scenes seemed familiar, but I've definitely not seen it all the way through until this past weekend when I watched it. And I loved it. And I especially loved the atmosphere and the soundtrack, especially, uh, which is all of it's going into my Christmas canon. So yeah, I'm excited to learn more about the first one and talk about this one with y'all. Tom, what about you? None. Yeah. So my history is a lot like Anthony and like Tom. Um, I think I had more awareness of the first one than I did of holiday. Um, I don't even, I'm not sure that I remember trailers. Um, I've probably seen it on TV, but as it is in the Christmas season, if it's not known to me in the season, I have a small chance of giving it time because I want to see like, you know, all the greats, right. My canon, if it's on TV, I'm going to hunt around for something I'm familiar with and I can do as background noise. Um, so maybe have seen it at parts of it in the season, maybe not, um, watched it today and I really enjoyed it. And it is one of the best Christmas soundtracks I've heard in a movie 
maybe yeah. ever. Before we dig into the details of the movie, just a heads up, this is a more adult Christmas movie. It is rated R, so it has rated R content in it. So if you're listening with small kids and you typically enjoy our family fair, you might want to avoid this episode or hold on to it, send the kids away and enjoy it when they are not in the car or the house with you. So Malcolm D. Lee is the director of this movie. Um, He has lots of hits, many of which I'm familiar with. So that's what started it all for him was The Best Man in 99. But he's also credited with Undercover Brother in 2002. Um, He did an episode of Everybody Hates Chris, which I loved that show. Mm -hmm. Um, He also did Welcome Home Roscoe Jenkins in 2008, Soulman in 2008 as well. Anthony, he directed Scary Movie 5 in 2013. Why did you call me out for that? Because you like Scary Movie. I thought you liked the Scary Movie series. I, I, I love the first one and the second one's oh. okay. Well, afterwards, it was like, oh man, oh, I don't cut it off. I guess anything that gets to a five, a six, a seven, gets a little sketchy. I never um, seen that one. <laughs> that's probably what happened. Um, the best man holiday was that same year. So he had a hit from that year, even if it wasn't the scary movie series. He also did Barbershop the Next Cut. He did Girls Trip, which I really enjoy. And we've covered Queen Latifah on the show before um, very recently. And she was in Girls Trip as well. Did- Not her real name. Dana. Thank you. <laughs> And then it looks like he directed the new Space Jam. Um, And it looks like Best Man Holiday is not the final episode, quote, um, in this movie series. It looks like the Best Man Wedding has been announced. It is not in production yet. Yes. But the end of this one definitely sets us up for that next movie. And I will tell you what, I'll catch that one. And and the miniseries. Do we know where that miniseries will be? I assume. I believe it's Peacock. Oh, nice. Um, So the best man, the final chapters, a TV series has been announced as well. So it's definitely a beloved series. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it could be depressing given that subtitle. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. All right. So for our cast, we have uh, Monica Calhoun plays Mia, which is There's not really a lead female role. Um, It's definitely a cast-led movie, especially a few core cast members on each side. So it is a group of men and a group of women who, some are married, some are not, all come together with some kind of friendship between them, family bond, friendship bond. And they end up rallying around a central (laughs) character, which is Mia. Um, Played by Monica Calhoun. She was in the original. She dies. Spoiler alert. She's been in a ton of stuff. She was, um, makes me smile. She was in Sister Act 2, Back in the Habit, as a classroom kid in 93. She's also been in some TV series as well, Malcolm and Eddie, The Jamie Foxx Show. I would assume The Best Man was one of her biggest starting roles, given how big that movie was. Probably. Before then, she did a whole bunch of real good TV, like A Different World. And Different World was an awesome show when I was a kid. They were all so cool. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those where you're like, I would really love to be in yeah. that world. Playing her husband in this movie is Morris Chestnut. He is our football star, Lance Sullivan. Lance. He has done a lot of TV. He was on American Horror Story. He was on the show V. Uh, you probably know him from Nurse Jackie. That seems like your kind of show, right? No. I'm definitely shaking my head that was a joke 
<laughs> uh, he is in The Brothers. That's a it's a movie from two thousand one. Two can play that game. ER, a couple episodes of ER. Mm-hmm. Did y'all watch the show Goliath with Billy Bob Thornton? No, no, was any good? Uh, I don't know. He was in it. He was also the cop in um, Kick Derrier to keep our family rating. <laughs> We've already put a disclaimer. I guess we still. Yeah. Oh, um, kick it. Yeah. <laughs> Anthony! I said it and Julie wouldn't have to edit it out and you would have to bring it in anyway. He did I, was like, I was legit confused. I was like, kick your ear. Why am I missing? <laughs> There's a show, oh, Rosewood. In- yeah, yeah, he was in Rosewood. Rosewood. That in. might be where I know him from. It was in another Christmas movie, too. Uh, the Perfect Ooh. Holiday uh, with Ooh. Gabrielle Union. Um, also for our cast, I would say our next largest male character is Tay Diggs's character of Harper. And I feel like, correct me if I'm wrong, Charlene, that Lance and Harper play the two biggest male roles in the first best man as well. I'm assuming the conflict yeah. seems very well simmered by the time we get to this one. Yeah, they're, but because- they're best friends from college. They all were yeah. know each other from college. Okay, so I could give you like a little quick backstory now. Yeah, Lance was really was cheating on her a lot. Um, in his, when they were in college, and I it was like one of those nights where she was crying on um, Harper's shoulder about it because mm-hmm. they were all friends. Like it was just a big group of friends, and so she kind of came on to him and mm-hmm. wanted to just have like a night for all those things even though she didn't really have any intention on telling him but yeah that's what happened and they were together they so it was like a a, they cheated um but that was like kind of how that came to happen okay and it was when he cheated with is it mia or was it another character lance and mia were uh dating and Uh um harper and mia they cheated together (laughs) Okay. Okay. He cheated on Lance with Harper. Right. Gotcha. Yeah. I oh, okay. I had a hard time figuring out how many different people slept with each other in this show. <laughs> and that much that many crossing of streams seems like it would make for a very awkward house situation. There were like exes and things as well. Um, yes. So I was honestly the, yeah. surprised Tom's head didn't explode with all the like infidelity. <laughs> I was, there, and there's a lot. There's a lot going I'll, on. I'll give you my thoughts, Anthony, <laughs> on that. Don't you worry. I will, I will for sure bask in my virginity on the <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so so Tay Diggs um plays Harper. Harper's a writer. Um, thank you for the backstory, Charlene. That was really helpful. Yes. It's hard to get that full like depth of that backstory with yeah. those, especially with the Mia character in this one, because yeah. I guess I mean, when we see Mia in this one, she's like greatly altered, I'm assuming from, from the best man for good reason. And, you know, mm-hmm. we find out it's because she's sick, but um, yeah. yeah, you get the sense even without seeing the first one, like she seems different than everybody's probably expecting her so tay diggs has a long history on the stage as well as on the tv um he's known for runs in rent his beautiful singing voice he was also in chicago the the i say the live action 
<laughs> they've never had an animated version of Chicago, but if they did, I'd probably watch it. Um, he was in the theatrical Chicago as well. Um, but he's also been in a bunch of TV. Um, he's been in Empire most recently, um, Doc McStuffins, if you are a fan of his voice. Um, mm-hmm. But he also had a pretty good run on Private Practice, which I did watch. Replay I don't Doctor. think I've ever seen that one. He was in Rosewood as well. It. And how Stella got her groove back with Angela Bassett. That's a 90s <sighs> movie, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a classic. Um, he was in House on Haunted Hill, the 1999 version. Um, Brown Sugar. That, that 1999 version was awful, by the way. Yes, it was <laughs> I was going to say, when is Anthony going to give us his thoughts on this horror film? And before I could, Anthony chimed in. (laughs) Playing his wife, uh, his very, very pregnant wife in this particular movie is Santa Lathan. And she was in Love and Basketball. She's also in the Mm -hmm. 2004 Alien versus Predator. Um, I feel like that's an Anthony movie. No? Mm. No, not so much on the alien crossover. I saw, I saw i saw it but it was awful it was awful Fre- oh, freddy okay. versus jason was better and that's saying something so Oof. <laughs> Oof. um well let's throw it back to something that you really would quite enjoy she's apparently the voice of catwoman in the harley quinn series oh, oh. that's awesome yeah at least three episodes the 2020 harley quinn series um she is also the voice of donna tubbs in the Cleveland show. Oh, I don't know that. He plays Cleveland's wife. And now my affinity for her just grew exponentially. <laughs> I didn't even know that. Love that. Her, um, my favorite line like- she has in that show when she's running for school board, I think. Uh, she's campaigning. She says, a vote for Donna Tubbs is a vote for Donna Tubbs. And I just, I think that every time I <laughs> hear her voice. <laughs> she was in Contagion in 2011. Man, that movie hits, doesn't it? Differently it, in it hits a lot where how we live. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Something I, I read on the internet that really gave me a good chuckle was basically uh, uh, at the beginning of movie of shows like The Walking Dead, I wonder how the entire population has succumbed to zombieism so quickly. And then I realized that there is a not small portion of people who run up to the zombies and say, I will not live in fear. You will not control me. Well, <laughs> Did you see the new Superman comic? They have a bunch of anti uh, <laughs> people who are like, Superman saved me from a burning building. Well, you didn't take into account that uh, whether or not I was afraid of heights and whether he should be flying with me. <laughs> <laughs> she was in Brown Sugar with Tay Diggs, too. Okay, so playing our next couple, let's do um, Harold Perrineau. He played Mercutio in the Claire Danes, Leonardo DiCaprio yes, he did. 96 version of, of uh, Romeo and Juliet and did an amazing job with the Queen Mab speech. He did. He did an excellent job in that one. Um, <laughs> he's been on a whole bunch of stuff. He was in an episode of ER. He was in Living Single, Saturday Night Live. He was in the TV series Oz. That is an HBO show. Um, and he was also in the after the first Matrix, Matrix movies. So he was in Matrix Reloaded and Matrix Revolutions as Link. He was in 28 Weeks Later, Lost for 63 episodes, Michael Dawson. 
Y'all are Lost fans, right? Some of y'all? Yes, he was Michael Dawson. I'm a um, fan of early Lost. Um, he was in Sons of Anarchy for quite a few episodes, a Zero Dark Thirty. Help me out with what his role. He's like a, is he a professor or he works at some kind of. He works for a school. Is he like a fellow or something? Like, yeah. I think he started a, a school to help kids, like a private school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But it sounds like they 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 work off of endowments and the kids don't have to pay tuition. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. So then what builds his storyline for this movie involves his wife, um, played by Regina Hall. Um, mm-hmm. She plays Candace, so it's his wife. And Regina Hall is also a very familiar face as well. She was in Girl Strip. She was in Scary Movie 4. She was in the original Scary Movie. Yeah, she was. Yeah. There you yeah. go. There's she she's hilarious. <laughs> Her, <laughs> I really like actors and actresses that can positively lose it on screen, and you like feel it in your bones. And she can and do that. Like, that. man, she is so good at that. Yeah, but um, yeah, she was on Think Like a Man and Think Like a Man too. That movie Little that just came out a couple years ago. She's so funny, Um, like in a lot of things. Like even just if you'd see her on social media, she's just funny on her personal social media too. Um, she was in The Hate You Give, um, Shaft just a few years ago. That movie was freaking amazing. The Hate You Give. give? Yes. Yeah. Our last two couple, or our last two not couples, but I guess they sometimes couple, um, are (laughs) Shelby played by Melissa D'Souza. And she plays in this one, sort of the housewives of fill in the blank County character. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, She's a real housewife. Um, it looks like she was in Miss Congeniality. She was, oh, she was New York. Oh, she sure was in that. Oh my gosh. But she had like super curly hair. And she was like total Bronx, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. oh man, I loved New York. Oh, that makes I me forgot. so happy. I thought she looked familiar, but the blonde hair threw me off, I think is what it was. I um, love that movie in general. Oh, gosh, I love that movie, too. Um, she's done a whole bunch of TV. She did Silk Stockings. He's really like that show. <laughs> I probably shouldn't have been watching that show when I was watching it. Um, Living Single, <laughs> Valley of the Dolls, Married with Children, um, one episode of ER. I feel like that's what used to, that's what <laughs> Law and Order is now, right? Everybody yeah. used to be on ER. Now it's Law and Order. Most recently, she is in Black Lightning, all eight episodes. Oh, I haven't even watched that yet. That's supposedly really good. And then our last, I kind of equate these two a little bit to like Phoebe and Joey, how they don't have counterparts on the show, but they're there and they're comic relief a lot of the time, um, is Terrence Howard. He plays Quentin. And I think he's probably the subject of the upcoming best man, the wedding. Cause at the end of this one, he mentions I'm getting married. Um, (laughs) We have seen him in quite a few things. He's probably, I feel like lately anyway, most notably he was known for empire. Let's take a moment to also acknowledge he was the original war machine in Iron Man. Oh, yeah. Yes, he was. He absolutely was. Um, He was in Dead Presidents. Um, Mr. Holland's Opus, I feel like, is the first place I remember seeing him in. He was in Big Mama's House, Glitter, Four Brothers. I love that movie. He was in Idlewild. 
um, August Rush. Um, he was the voice in Princess and the Frog. He was in Red Tails. Did y'all ever see Red Tails? I have not. I have seen no. bits and pieces. My son loves that movie. It's so good. It's real, real He watches good. it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't, I don't think in... I've ever sat down and watched it from beginning to end. I think I watched bits and pieces of it. How old is your son, Charlotte? Oh, he's 13. 13. <laughs> He'll be 14 in a couple months. So that fun age. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the age where he's starting to not care about anything but video games. The, the age where you only see him like at dinner, right? Because mm-hmm. he's in his room the rest of the time. Yeah. yeah. Nothing impresses him. <laughs> um, and it looks like he's got a few things coming out um, that are either in pre production or filming right now. So more to see from him. Um, that's most of our cast. Oh, no, I forgot one Wait. last character, and she's kind of a, kind of a big deal. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Two more. I thought I had them all matched up. Oh, because I'm missing Eddie Cibrian. Um, so Nia Long yeah. plays, I would argue, our strongest female character in the entire cast. Um, mm. She plays Jordan. Um, mm. uh, she's a TV exec, Ooh, something like yeah. that, entertainment mm-hmm. exec- executive. Um yeah. You may have seen her in Big Mama's House. She That's, was in the Uncle I Buck TV series. That movie, by the way. Big Mama's House. Big Mama's House. <laughs> Makes me laugh. Friday. She had a 16 episode run on the Freshman to Bel Air. Yes. And then she Boys, was in, the Boys the Hood. in the Hood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love Jones. Are we there yet? And she, so she's the character in the movie that I thought had had some. Had she had a previous relationship with Harper, with Tay Diggs's character? They never, they were always just friends. And mm-hmm. there was just one time back in college where they like kissed, but nothing happens after okay. that. So yeah, that, but they always have like this weird, awkward, like, I don't know, what if energy every time yeah. they're like around each other. And so that is always present, even in this movie. And yeah. Okay. That helps because I was trying to figure out if there was backstory there that I didn't have. Um, yeah. And because he's a face we recognize, but he really doesn't have a very big part in this one. Her love interest in this particular movie is played by Eddie Cibrian, um, who's Brian. Um, he's kind of our token white guy, I feel like, a little <laughs> bit for the movie. <laughs> and yep. he's also beautiful. Um, and I don't yeah. know that we've covered him, but we have covered well, I don't even know that we've covered Leanne Rhymes, just that she's in the Hallmark space and, yeah. you know, she's synonymous with Christmas now at this point, but I don't think we've actually covered him on the podcast yet, but he's been in a lot of fluffy TV. He's also in Rosewood, hot in Cleveland, uh, for better or worse, Rosalian Isles, um, CSI Miami, I think for quite a while he was on that show. All right. Um, okay. So the main idea of the movie is that this big group well, the, of friends and family. Now that we've read the phone book, the main idea is it's Christmas. It's a very Christmassy theme for what it's worth, right? It's Christmas time. And so why not get the gang back together? I mean, at first we just think the super successful couple of Lance and Mia miss their friends, right? And some of those friends that are as close as family, why not get them together for the holiday season? And so, by the way, I want friends like this, invite me to your gigantic mansion and let me enjoy all of these festivities during the Christmas season with my kids. Like 
How amazing would that be? And um, all your families. <laughs> I know. Like, <laughs> yes, these are the friends I need. So they all join up for no, the holidays. They all no. have chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> they all shared chlamydia. No. <laughs> so, so some are paired together by marriage and some are single. Um, but Mia and Lance are, it's their house. And I feel like right from the get-go, you get this sense that Mia is abnormally serene and Lance is also pretty chill, which was he chill in the best man? Um, yes. Oh, yes. And no. So there were the, in the best man, it was all based around their wedding, Lance and Mia's wedding. Mm -hmm. So there were parts like that is who he was now. Like he was, he used to be like a really, like a player in college, but he had completely changed his whole image and he was just a completely different guy as an adult like, or as an adult, but after college. Um, so he was, did have that same demeanor, but then there are things that happen in the first movie that kind of make him change from time to time. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> So that's me and Lance. So Harper and Robin's kind of marital strife right now is one, she's super pregnant and she has had previous pregnancy issues and lost babies. So number one, she's like high stress because like it gets, it's tough when that happens. He yeah. has the additional stress of, he has been a best-selling writer for a very long time. And he has had a real bad run of real bad luck. Um, his most recent book is a total failure and like, so they're also in financial issues that aren't really highlighted, but you can tell it's affects him. Right. As it was, he also fired from his job at NYU. Yeah. Yes. At also, I should add that in the first movie, it's all about this, like during their preparing for the wedding, they, he has a book that hasn't been released yet, but they all have gotten their hands on it. And he wrote about them from college. And Ooh. that is kind of how he got in trouble. And because he kind of told the story and he thought he hid it, like in the way he worded things and Lance figured it out. That's how he found out about um, the affair because he wrote about it in a book, basically. Oh. He, thought he, he thought he was hiding it. He didn't say flat out that he did it, but he thought he was hiding it. But because Lance knows him so well, he knew exactly what he was trying to do there. So that's, that's where the, yeah. So there's a back, he had like a very successful book and that was the book before. Hmm. So that is important backstory because mm -hmm. there is an undercurrent of something between Harper and Lance for this yeah. whole movie. And that helps me understand why he gets extra angry about the potential book about him towards the end of the movie. So that's very yeah. helpful. <laughs> really okay, fills Charlotte. it all in. Yeah. Charlene, that's why I lurk on the Christmas Podcast Network Discord. It's to get notes on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Secretly writing a book on all of us. <laughs> um, additionally, the third married couple we have in the house is Julian. So Harold Perrineau's character and his wife, Regina Hall. Candace. So Candace. Yeah. And their story is they're, they both at work, um, for slash at this college together. So it sounds like it was kind of like their baby, right. Growing this mm -hmm. college and doing this amazing thing for the community. Um, well, he has found out that he has donors 
pulling back because oopsie daisy, when your wife was a stripper before you were married, before she was your wife, um, there's a video of her using her skills to make a living. And the person, and I wasn't super clear on this. The person she was using her skills on was a donor, right? And he pulled out because, yeah, that part wasn't super clear to me. Yeah. I don't know how, where this video came from. I don't know if I missed, because I kept rewinding, like, how did he get this video? So I don't know (laughs) if it just ended up going viral or something like that. But, um, so I don't know the people in the video. Yeah, but it negatively impacted her role at the school, right? Mm -hmm. Like a smudge on the school's reputation. (laughs) I mean, yeah. When they they met, that was at Lance's bachelor party. She was one of the strippers at the bachelor party. Julian used to date Shelby. And he (laughs) broke up with Shelby to be with Candace. So he was, it was that, uh stereotypical the guy falls in love with the stripper thing yeah exactly mm. that <laughs> uh, was he all buttoned up in the first what song yes. is that uh, a t-pain t- i'm in love with a stripper oh <laughs> it's aptly named would you like would you like me to sing it yes please yes i don't know it uh, you were calling her <laughs> i was hoping <laughs> Okay, yeah, he so was he exactly was real the same buttoned type of character. And, mm-hmm. Okay, so opposites attract in that moment. Then mm-hmm. I like I like those personally. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, and so then Shelby is just kind of Shelby, right? She's on a Real Housewives show, um, so she lives for drama. And then we have um, Terrence's character, Quentin, who I assume is exactly probably like he was in the first one, kind of a bit of a pothead, but successful, and he's kind of that no filter voice of reason for the guys from time to time. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. And he's, he's like exactly that in the first the one too. Oh, I love yeah. that. Okay. Cause he's one of my favorites personally. Yeah. <laughs> he's funny. <laughs> okay. So we have all of these people and their issues and we put them in the same house cause it's a Christmas movie. And what is a Christmas movie if not for a family drama? And I would consider this family drama. Mm-hmm. Um, I would not because my family drama doesn't include multiple people sleeping with the same person and then having drama around that subject. Oh, you're missing out. <laughs> Incest is not best, Anthony. That was <laughs> all right. Um, we figure out pretty quick um that Mia's sick. So this is sort of a last Christmas for her. Um, she has mm-hmm. cancer and Lance is in a bit of denial about it. And she's hidden it from everybody, and he has also hidden it from everybody. Um, and it's the question: why would you hide important things from your family? But all these couples are doing it, <laughs> they're all hiding stuff from each mm-hmm. other. So yeah, Mia's very reflective the whole movie. Um, and so She's really our hinging factor for the Linus moment for the rest of the group, right? Because she in this in this movie embodies what Christmas is all about. Yeah. Um, while everybody else has to get there. Yeah. Some a minute. <laughs> and it's fun to watch, but they finally do get there. Yeah. Um, I mean, not only is it fun to watch, but it makes our um 
makes it easy to answer the question we usually ask at the end of the discussion. Is there a Linus moment? Yes, there's a bunch of Linus moments. Yeah. Yes. The it's whole a, end of it is nothing but Linus moments. Linus moments. That's right. Um, so Tay Diggs and I got to stop referring to them as their human name versus <laughs> yeah. their character name. Makes, I do every time I do that. So Harper and Lance, um, they spend the entire movie either being estranged, trying to forge a relationship again. They end up forging a relationship again. It gets broken again, kind of by um, Lance's character seeing something that he sort of takes the wrong way, not entirely, but sort of takes the wrong way. Um, thinking that Harper has been building this book on him the whole time with all these ulterior motives of, you know, trying to get his career back on track. Um, when I don't feel like he was doing that necessarily. Um, and then finally at the end, they, they forge that friendship again. And it's really like a brotherhood. Um, and then we've got, Quentin, who remains stalwart throughout the entire thing. And in Best Man, did him and Shelby sort of put around with stuff as well? In the best, for the first one, they hated each other the whole time. He antagonized her as much as he possibly could. And then at the very end, like, I think it was like after the credits, it was like one of those ending uh, scenes. Mm -hmm. And that you see them wake up the next day in bed together. Okay. So it was at the very end of the movie. Okay. And this one picks up in that manner. And I guess, mm -hmm. is that the scene we see at the very, like the recap scene we see at the beginning of this yeah. one? That makes sense. Yep. Okay. Um, and she sort of just plays that, Shelby plays that kind of funny, distracting character, but she also is a bit of a meddler and she drives the storyline just a bit between... <laughs> like just more than just a bit um, yeah. between Candace and Julian. So Julian's got this video and instead of going straight to his wife, which probably would have been advisable, he decides to one freak himself out about it and get really worked up. And then he goes on to show each guy friend, like, right. look what I found. And Oh my gosh, what do you do about this? And <laughs> <laughs> this leads that'll us into better because no. yeah because that'll help um it is one of my favorite scenes in the movie is when the girl group is together towards the beginning of the movie and then the guy group is together as well and you get to see kind yeah. of that two sides of the coin guys are all playing mm -hmm. pool and they're talking about guy stuff and then the <laughs> girls are sitting around the pool and they're talking about girl stuff um yeah I liked these scenes though. Uh, yeah, yeah. The camaraderie between these actors and the characters as well felt very real to me. Seemed like they're having fun making the movie. Yeah. I was going to say that. It just, it feels like real. Mm -hmm. Yes. The relationships in this film felt very clearly defined. The chemistry was natural. And I really do believe these were a group of friends slash family who've known each other for years yeah it yeah. was great casting it was really great casting yes um they were bad actors though there was a scene where they were roasting a marshmallow for one of the little oh. girls and the marshmallow was not roasted yeah. <laughs> there was no char no color i oh, saw that geez. and i'm like well i'm out if you can't get roasting marshmallows right mm. 
Well, Gabe would argue that. that that's exactly what they should look like when you roast a marshmallow, <laughs> not even heated up to where it would melt. He's like, I just like it fairly warm. I'm, like, I'm, the, I'm with Gabe there. Really? But yeah. then it doesn't like do the things. It doesn't do the s'more things. <laughs> it doesn't melt the chocolate bar. And the, and it doesn't get gooey and make a yeah. long string of marshmallow all over your face. Yeah. And it I takes like that char to taste it on there too. I like, yeah. I like uh, the marshmallow I, char. I know I'm in the minority. <laughs> here. I like, I like burning the outside of the marshmallow and then you yeah. grab it and that part pulls off and the inside is just gooey, gooey goodness. Yep. I'm hungry for s'mores. <laughs> Hi. Um, okay. So then Anthony, what yes. happens when people start to figure out the truth about Mia? You mean when she collapses when they try, when they get sad. Yes. <laughs> they get about sad. How that changes our characters taking us. They all get home. sad. <laughs> well, well, you know, they do, but like in real life, it forces you to take stock of your life. Right. It's, yeah. Yeah. And it's a whole bunch of different scenes showing how all of them were dealing with it separately as well. Like it's very just... depressing for a holiday yeah. movie. I'll say yeah. that. Yeah. I I, pro- I pretty much was fighting back tears from that point of the movie to the end. <laughs> yeah. But let me tell you, the scene where she collapses and decorating the tree, man, that like yeah. Oof. yeah. That tugged that tugged at me. Like such a joyful thing like one of the most joyful things to do every year is decorate that tree and then to have someone you love and know so well collapse while doing it yeah it was decorated she just knocked the ball the ball off right she was hanging an ornament so that was the very she made it all the way to the end to the very last ornament i missed that but i'm really glad that timing worked out well that the rest of the tree was done (laughs) negative nancy tonight there was something sad no i'm not i'm not being negative there was something in it like (laughs) The, the imagery they used of the of the ornament shattering and then Mia immediately trying to pick it up was just heart-wrenching. Mm-hmm. But can we just say, so that was what, December 23rd when that happened? Uh, yep, here you go. Is, is that, are you going to go on the same rant I was going to? Why does everyone wait so long to decorate? No, <laughs> I'm just thinking, man, this But they woman had their faded. tree up when they first got there. Yeah. yeah. Well, maybe she that was in a different fast. room, though. I was in a, yeah. they were in another room. So maybe it was more than one tree. This lady oh, went fast, y'all. Yeah. And there was like no hospice, no medical workers, no nothing. I assume well, she's was... for a year. Well, she was, she... Yeah. She's yeah, known for like a year. When you're at that point, they, they like you get a morphine drip, like hospice. But she was, she was purposefully hiding it, though. I thought that yeah. was the point. And I think she had just like, I think they didn't really get specific on the type of cancer she had, but I think the feeling I got was that she knew that nothing was going to help. And so she just decided she was going to be comfortable at home until the end and join her family. That's That's the feeling feeling I got. got. Like she didn't want to spend the rest of her life uh, going through like treatment where it would make her, the medicine would make her sick. She would rather just the cancer naturally progress until she got sick later on than the medicine. would. Yeah. 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 But drugs like, painkillers i guess she was she was doing she was doing medical grade marijuana she was Um, and this was i mean this this went quickly but it wasn't quite as bad as lampington's disease 
<laughs> I mean, it wasn't it wasn't killing her in two weeks like Queen Latifah's disease. No. Yeah, I just thought that's the only like, one we've wait, done recently what? where oh, a main yeah. character is diagnosed with a <laughs> with a terminal illness. Man, it was it was sad seeing her go though. It was, but it was really yeah. sweet seeing. It was really sweet as she's as she's going. All of her kids are gathered around her in the bed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at the same time, we've got but, her but dying. I, yeah, I'm sorry. Can I just ask you, yeah. ask a question, Julia? Did, who else saw it coming from a mile away that Robin was going to name her kid Mia? Yes. Uh, who yeah. else saw that from a mile, mile away? away? Yeah. Who was the old lady with the girl. kids? Yeah, that's right. Oh, I yeah, was absolutely. assuming that was her mother, Mia's mother, but they never really introduce her. It no, they don't. It's weird. Okay. It seems weird. Follow me, follow me here. It seems weird. You're terminal. You don't have much time left. You bring all of your friends to your house. And oh, by the way, now that I'm dying, I'm going to see my mom. Right? <laughs> like she knew no matter what, this was her last Christmas. Where was her mom yeah. earlier? And they, she never, we never really saw that woman again either. So no. I'm not 100% sure. Like, I didn't even see her. Like, I don't remember seeing her at the funeral either. But I guess I wasn't looking for her, to be fair. Yeah, that's the Ooh, point, right? The is we weren't. She wasn't in the story. And that's fine. Yeah. She just. Yeah, the, the eulogy, man. Uh, I mean, seeing Mia, seeing Mia fading was, was hard. But man, hearing that eulogy was just, it was beautiful. It was yeah. beautiful. And who gave the eulogy? Um, Harper, Harper, yep. and you kind of get the sense a little bit that it's the revival of his writing career because he's connected to something he truly cares about, yeah, um, and can go on from the, there. The funeral song was weird too. I mean, the me fun- and them. Lance wins his game with the record, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yep. So um, football's tied in there. <laughs> the song. Tom is from the first movie. It's part of the soundtrack. Oh. They played it a lot. So it like that it right away, like it just that brings you back to the other movie. So I guess if you've watched the other movie before, you would get why that was a part of it. Um oh. for a funeral, I guess it does seem a little different, but yeah, it was it was uh from the soundtrack of the first movie. Okay, then that brings it back and makes more sense because yeah. not having that context, it's like what? There's Dolphins yeah. flying birds. Yeah. Flying. <laughs> that was, yeah, they were just covering it. It wasn't the original gotcha. uh, singers, but they were covering it. it was Anthony, was I, it? we talked about this before, but Anthony Hamilton and Marsha Ambrosius were um, covering the original song. Cool. Was So was, um, was Terrence Howard part of, like, like, why was he playing guitar there? Was there some connection? He, he ha- did, in the first movie, he did play the guitar and the, he was like, he would go, to, they actually, um, they all meet up when they're meeting up in the first movie. Um, it's at uh, like a club where he's playing um, oh. guitar by at. So yeah, he actually ah. just plays guitar. <laughs> so they're just bringing his story, his character story into it more. Cool. Yeah. Oh, the one thing we forgot when they did their like 40 year old boy band. Thing, oh my gosh. Oh, I yes. loved that. <laughs> that was too. out of this world. I mean. <laughs> That yeah. was amazing. That was amazing. I, that was so great. It was so great. When Shelby was starting more trouble and she like throws her panties at um, oh Julian. 
Um, and then looks right at Candace to see what reaction she got out of it. Um, that just to start some mess in the middle of like a fun moment yeah. with everyone. Everybody's having a good time. Yeah. That's ballsy. Yeah. It's like she was real ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and even at one point though she you could tell it was all about like why did he choose her over me she mm-hmm. asked flat out at one point um so she just had a problem with her ever since sure well <laughs> and our biggest fight like fisticuffs fight is between her and julian's wife as well and that's yeah. the gist of it right is yeah um this video has come out and so she's her feelings are really hurt because like one, why didn't her husband bring it straight to her? But Shelby's taken that chance to jump, you know, jump at the chance to highlight. Yeah. I'm better than her and that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I tell you what, like (laughs) girls fighting are terrifying to me guys fighting, (laughs) like not so much, but like that fight was legit. Like that was like no joke. (laughs) So I don't know when the guys fought in the car and they were biting and things that one looked pretty vicious. That was hilarious. (laughs) It was more funny. (laughs) Yeah. It was hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know how they did that though. Like the, 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 the women fighting by the Christmas tree was like dramatic but the guys doing it was just ridiculous right I loved that. and then even like later on um quentin like just throws a football at the back of julian's head like still mad about it he's <laughs> <laughs> still holding on to it but they just guys get over stuff real quick because it's like wasn't even an issue like yeah, yeah like five do. minutes later that's right um okay so then the girls hold grudges man yeah we do yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So then what is each person's Wait, Linus moment? Isn't the whole, like, isn't one of the whole, the biggest stories in this is Lance's grudge that he's holding. Yes, yeah. That's you true. sleep with your breast, you sleep with your best friend's girlfriend, turn fiance, turn wife once, and you hold on to it for 15 years. I like how you had a <laughs> Freudian slip and said breast before. <laughs> Did it was I? interesting to find out that they, him and Lance and Mia never talk about it. They just moved past it and never discussed it with each other. That's Which why it was so hard for not me to really piece that together. To me. Yeah. Right. Because like it not coming up until what I feel like is Lance's Linus, at least the, the very beginning of his Linus moment is when they're finally having the discussion and she's like, dude, you're mad at him, but like you should be mad at me too, because I was just as guilty. And then she takes her wig off and that like broke my heart, like big fat tears in that moment, because that felt like a, like a resignation, you know, at that point, because I don't know if it was just me, but I was holding out hope or at least the chance, right. That you would see a Christmas miracle. I mean, we watch Christmas movies all the time. Right. Um, and so I, I don't know, I was hoping for it a little bit. But the Christmas I kind of like miracle could have been her her getting healed, like the Christmas magic could have gone to that. But instead, uh, she healed the family through her death. But instead, we saw Lance pull some awesome moves on the on the football field. <laughs> <laughs> hey, football's a big deal. Yeah, <laughs> that was that was his service to the people. She's he was sharing his gift. She's like, go share your gift. Yeah. And he did. No, that was that was good. 
Okay. So then what is Harper's Linus moment? That he needs to ask for help and admit that he is not able to at all. Harper wrote Lance's biography. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, before yeah. that, like before that, he's having a conversation um, with Quentin. With Quentin, and he's like, "Yeah, I do need help." After he talks to his wife, and he's like, "Been trying to, he's been trying to um, keep everything together and just make everything work." Uh, but he realizes like you can't do that sometimes there's no weakness there sometimes you need friends and family to help you out right yep um i i will say with harper i love the end of this movie where q calls him to tell him about his marriage and he basically says he better not have slept with my what i do feel bad about heart for harper in here is he just finally gets an ipad and then lance slams it down and then after he lets after he lets Lance talk on his phone to talk to Mia on the field, <laughs> Lance throws just it. throws his phone. So I'm not sure if that broke too or not. But Lance is not nice to Harper's uh, electronic devices. So much yeah. technology <clears throat> death in this one. Um, <laughs> that's so funny. Um, okay, so what was? I don't think Quentin really had a Linus moment, but he was the factor in other people's. I think um, he did. Okay, what was his? I think we see in it that he actually um, has feelings. Oh, like, and the, during the funeral when Shelby's well, daughter comes and sits next to him. I think it was, yeah, oh, yeah. I think it was maybe even before that when uh, after he and Shelby um, performed coitus, they, <laughs> oh were laying, they were laying in the bed. And he seemed to be wanting more than just the coitus that they performed, but Shelby dismisses him and he leaves the bed. Right. right. Like I would say it's not necessarily a Linus moment, but it's a moment of change when him and Shelby realize, you know, they're not going to work out together. They don't, they're not compatible. And she doesn't dismiss him. They both think about it for a second and he goes, nah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) She looked Uh, like she might've been interested. And then he's like, Nah. <laughs> oh he goes, where's my underwear? And she's like, you weren't wearing I, it. And he goes, oh, that's right. <laughs> I would say. That was a Linus he moment. Seemed... He learned to wear undergarments. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like he had um, changed when he was, um, when him and Mia were smoking her mar- medical wa- marijuana. <laughs> um, and then he started talking about his mother, though, like how his yeah, mother passed yeah. away from cancer. Yeah. And then he was talking about how he doesn't have anyone. He's all alone. Um, that's like the first time you really see him like um, vulnerable in that way. Because uh, yeah. he's always coming off very cool. Like he doesn't care about much. He's just having a good time. But yeah, that yeah, no, that's a good a one. Yeah. I've forgotten about that. Yeah, he's real reflective in that moment. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what about Shelby? Does she have a Linus moment in the movie? Maybe when her daughter was asking if she was okay when she was fighting, her daughter was crying and mm-hmm. she saw her fighting Candace. Um, she seemed to feel a little different in that moment. Um, and I mean, even at the, like right before the funeral, she gives Julian money for mm-hmm. their school yep. um, and then says sorry to Candace. Uh, mm-hmm. So it just it seemed like she was, you know, trying to have a little like change, doing the right thing. Right. 
I think we saw it a little earlier when she was on the phone in the kitchen right after they found out about Mia and had the conversation. And she's mm-hmm. talking to like, I guess the producers of her TV show. And she kind of goes off on uh, them that she'll be back whenever she can. No, this is private. You can't film it. Yes. She sees that that there's more than than the life that she's built on this awful, presumably awful TV show. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I liked a lot when she apologizes to Candace that it's not out of character for who she is right and those hearts that have been around she basically just says i'm sorry and then she walks off it's not some long thing where you don't trust that she's her character anymore she's completely in character when she does it and i liked that i appreciated that yeah i like that too and then let's see our last couple would be julian and candace what was their linus moment i guess when candace came back she came back with the kids what on was it christmas eve Mm-hmm. And I guess they finally talked about, I guess that's for more for their relationship. Maybe not a true Linus moment. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that well, that one would realized... be specifically Christmas, but that yeah. one's definitely but... Mia related. Yeah. And fa- well, they realize family is more important. Like uh, yeah. he accepts Regina and feels bad for questioning what she had done in her past. And yeah. she comes clean for the first time. So. I don't know that's yeah. Linus, but it's growing. Do you, do you know what else Julian accepts? A $2 million check. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, he does. He does. Um, I also, we saw Brian came back. Brian was supposed to be away for Christmas. Oh, yeah. And yeah. he came back to Jordan and yeah. he was there because he loved her and mm-hmm. um, saw the value of their future together and that that was more important than anything. So he came back. Yep. Yeah. And she realized that as well which was a yeah. big deal for her. That really hurt yes. when he was leaving and he's like, well, don't you, what does he say? Don't you need me? She, he said, it doesn't seem like you need me. And she's oh, like, I she don't. Says, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> so fast. It was too. like, oh. It's like she hand. surprised herself with how fast she said it as well. Like, yes. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> and yeah. And you get the sense at that moment that she really doesn't. But again, I think if the whole Mia stuff hadn't happened in the middle, she wouldn't have realized that. Right. Yeah. You need people. You right. need people sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> so let's see. Any, any favorite quotes or scenes from the best man holiday? My favorite scene I mentioned earlier was that end phone call. I just thought that was the perfect funny note to end the movie on. <laughs> Oh yeah. And I'm like, oh well, there's gonna be another one. <laughs> yeah. There was and you know um, what? Speak, speaking of that, Charlene, like I am well, I want to go back and watch the first one now, but like yeah. I'm happy that they announced a mini series because I like these characters. I want to see more of these characters in general yeah. and where they mm-hmm. go. So yeah, that's why I couldn't wait to see this in the I went right to the movie theater to see it. Um, because once it was so the movie was so good to me then and just all the characters and um just the bond that they you really feel it um come across and they just carried that right on into this next movie Mm -hmm. um there was one scene um where robin says to harper it's christmas stop being a grinch and i thought that was funny (laughs) (laughs) y'all notice the canadian flags uh-uh. No? Okay. They film did it they in, shoot Canada? in Canada? They did part of it in Canada. And when Lance is driving the 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 car, you can see like 
they zoom in on the plate like you see it's the new jersey plate but then as they're driving you see the uh, canadian flags hanging around oh <laughs> that's funny oh i loved the sorry, singing i i just yeah. to reiterate i know we've already talked about it but where they where the four guys sing was just so fun to watch really really yeah fun to watch. yeah even when when the um the little girls were singing and then oh. Mia joined in. Um, what were they singing? Oh, were they singing Oh Holy Night? I they think were so. Holy Night. Yeah. 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 I, I really like that part too. That was a tears moment. Yeah. I mean, it was rough. <laughs> it was. <laughs> it was real rough. I did really enjoy mm-hmm. when I like when Q is and Harper are uh, all the, the jokes they make about Brian are really <laughs> funny to me. Like how oh. they razz him. Yeah. When Harper says, Brian McDaniels, I like to ski in Vermont. I like to date chocolate girls. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, and he's and Quinn's totally giving him the third degree when they first meet around the pool tables yep. and stuff about how, you know, like, so is it your first foray into the <laughs> into the area? It was just funny because he looked like he was sweating it yeah. for just a little bit. And I greatly appreciated that. I thought it was and I thought it's exactly what it would be like. I feel like if you bring an outsider in, right, to such a yeah. family event that you'd grill them totally. Yeah. 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 And, and there even that. another time when Q was um, messing with Jordan about it, um, it was one of my quotes when he she was saying, Jordan was saying, the, uh, the snow and I don't really get along too well. And Q said, could have fooled me. <laughs> it's just really funny funny. especially like uh i'm not i don't i haven't seen a whole lot of predominantly black cast movies before Mm -hmm. um so just seeing that side and the take of like uh there, there are a lot of movies where somebody will bring home um a black girlfriend or boyfriend and there's always humor ensuing in the cultural difference there it's really funny to see it from the other side though mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> good so this movie actually made back double its budget it's opening weekend so i guess it did this movie was uh appeal to a lot of people which is awesome so yeah oh hey, that's amazing well yep. there's i mean hollywood do, does not do a good job of fair representation to people no no they do not at all but when they do a movie but when they do a movie or tv show like i mean just look at netflix all the stuff it's doing you know it's representation shows it's doing are all blowing through the charts right like mitchell's versus the machines finding alana ohano all of those movies are doing so well because people want want to be able to identify mm-hmm. and for people like me like i didn't know much at all about um you know hawaiian culture at all so watching that movie was really cool for me to under to get better understanding of other people mm-hmm. did y'all have y'all seen it no. you should watch it it is so stinking good really yes we love it i have to check that out any other quotes or scenes um i did have one the one at the end when i was like still crying um <laughs> it was after <laughs> It was after the funeral and Harper and Lance, well, Lance was standing out on the balcony and Harper is coming out. Um, I guess they're getting ready to leave. And, um, but Harper, he's not like 
um, he doesn't believe in God or he doesn't have the faith that Lance does. And he says, whatever he's doing up there, I don't know. I just don't think it's fair. I just don't think I can have faith in something like that. And Lance says, I hear you, man, but he's always there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like that he said that. And then yeah. Harper's just like, that's why you'll always be the better man. <laughs> <laughs> I like I, that um, also. I do just want to call out again the amazing soundtrack people should listen yeah. and find on. And oh, the, man, the, the scenery, right, throughout it. It is mm-hmm. everything of this, even post-Christmas, like the, the couple days after the mm-hmm. funeral, everything looks and feels like Christmas. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's so yes, it Christmassy. Does. And Christmas is so integral to the story. It's obviously a Christmas movie, right, y'all? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yes, it is. Yeah, like the even the the endings aspect, right, of Mia's end of life and how you do gather around and remember what what matters in those moments, especially at Christmas, made it feel extra Christmassy, even though it was just like real mean of them to constantly do that with all the tears so it was real real rough rough. (laughs) all right so we're at my favorite part of the show where we get to rank it wait we're ranking this i mean can we not have to rank it (laughs) i'm okay with that who's going to kill the ranking system sure don't give julia an out you know what's going to (laughs) happen least favorite part um okay so i would like to know what charlene would give this on a scale of (laughs) one to ten um if i rate it amongst christmas movies i really love this movie i love it a lot ranking it amongst christmas movies would i go and just watch this to get christmas feels yes but also it makes me cry (laughs) um so for that um I the 7.5. Are you nice. serious? Yeah. That's what I was thinking of giving it. I would have given it higher if it weren't for all the fellatio coitus and strip. <laughs> oh my god, oh, that was the fun part. <laughs> uh, thank you. <laughs> I was I'm actually trying gonna... to like gauge it in the like um, against the Christmas movies I love to watch at Christmas time. I don't necessarily go for I can watch this obviously we watch Christmas all year round, but like you know, I don't necessarily, it doesn't have to be Christmas, Christmassy to watch this movie. Um, yeah. And I don't necessarily go to it at Christmas time, but I still really love it. Mm-hmm. I am friends. coming sure. in 0.5 higher than you. I'm going to eight. I'm going to do 6.5 for the tears. That gives us an average of 7.33. Nice. Which uh, puts Tom, that number 22 score? on the list. Tom, I had the same you as you. Oh, seven, okay. seven and a half. Sorry. Nope. I lied. This ties it at 29 <laughs> on the list with Die Hard and the Santa Claus 2. So okay. comes up pretty wow. high on the list. That's a respectable place to land. Yeah, yeah. sure does. I uh I'd love to hear what our listeners think if they have, if you have not had experience with this before. Why don't you go to our Tis the Podcast? facebook group or facebook page or twitter or instagram or reddit <laughs> and tell us what you think by mm-hmm. typing tis the podcast.com slash facebook group facebook twitter instagram or reddit but if you feel extra generous and want to engage with us and give us money what can they do <laughs> oh Thank julie you, i took this over from you i'm sorry please do you're doing great i stole your thunder 
Anthony, these shorts effectively go? hide my thunder? <laughs> the one line Julia loved from that show. The one thing I liked from the show. I loved it. Um, yeah, uh, you can visit tisapodcast.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash tisapodcast, where for as little as $1 per month, <laughs> you get following bonus episodes. We had been releasing like one a week from like March through July, slowed down in August, but with September and October spooky season around the corner, you're going to get tons of Halloween content over the next two months. So that's something to get excited about. Yep. Very excited about that. Because we will also have some Halloween content in our main feed, which will always be there for you, viewable or listenable, <laughs> downloadable <laughs> on a Monday morning in wherever you get your podcasts. Um, we will be there, not going anywhere. And then if you want a little extra, not to the podcast, but sort of to the podcast content, um, Anthony, will you tell us about Thursdays? Sure. I wrote a Christmas book. It's called Another Christmas Story. Um and I, we've been releasing the audio version of each chapter in your podcast feeds for free every Thursday. And it's not just read by me or even Tom and Julia, although we have all lent our voices to it, but it's also read by awesome listeners like Charlene and awesome friends of the pod, other friends of the pod, like Jerry D of Totally Right Christmas and Todd Killian of Christmas Clatter and april riley and just tons of people you know and love so you should check out it's great thank you julia and we've got some good stuff coming up in the next few weeks so if you want to get a head start you can go ahead and check out our movie for next week which is snow i think that's an abc family one yeah it's abc yeah. Fa- family starting tom cavanaugh oh i love tom cavanaugh i love tom cavanaugh okay so ABC Family's Snow next week. And then the week after that, we'll be covering the 1991 Father Christmas, which I'm pretty sure is one of those. We've had some Brit listeners chomping at the bit for us to cover. Is that right? That is correct. Disco awesome. 54 and Rebecca Ball and Adam of Mary Britmas have all said we should cover that one. So Nice. Well, I'm excited about it. Um, Charlene, you are a delight. Thank you. Thank you for I having me. Having Had you. It won't be the last time we'll have you on the main show. Definitely not the last time we'll have you on Patreon, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> right. Great. Anytime. Anytime. Hey, Sh- hey and- Charlene, have you been watching um, that HBO Max reality show, which has a title oh. I can't say on the podcast? <laughs> no, I have not watched it. Are you watching You know it? which one I am talking about? Yes, I do. <laughs> uh, if you watch that, we could do an episode on episode on it because it's wild well i'm down to do an episode so i'll watch it <laughs> okay awesome <laughs> that'll be the I'll reason she for watches you. it I yeah love it. i don't know what you're talking about <laughs> that episode was fun Temptation that was a fun episode, episode. <laughs> <laughs> well thank you again for joining us um we love having new voices on the podcast and the fact that you've been around with us for so long makes it extra special. So we're big fans of you, Charlene. Yeah, we are bigger fans of you all. <laughs> and wait, Charlene, do you want to plug your podcast and YouTube channel for? Oh, uh, yes. 
Sure. Thank you. Um, I, it's Fashion Speaks on YouTube, and um, it's just talking about all things fashion. Um, I'll, sometimes we'll just take current events and make that fashion. We even talked about the NBA Finals um, and some fashionable NBA players. So, yeah, it's I have a fun time doing that. And, um, yeah, so you can find that on YouTube. And I also have my own um, YouTube channel as well, at Forever Charlene. And I'm at Forever Shar on Twitter and Forever underscore Shar on Instagram. You also did a really cool session on the uh, opening of the Olympics, right? Yes. Yes, I did that as well. Ooh, I was fun too. And they gave like you a lot to work else... with, didn't they? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. I like everyone one. else in the universe. You can probably find her on. Jerry D's totally right. Yes. Oh yeah. I, I have. We have an episode that we're going to be recording soon as well. Oh, oh, that's funny. And aren't you going to appear soon as um, a judge on the Christmas Platters yes. Merry Melee? Which, yes, by the way, Char- Charlene, you look stunning tonight. <laughs> yes, I'm going to be a judge on the Merry Melee Six. Um, and Anthony is one of the competitors, along with Todd and Kim. Uh, Todd from Christmas Clatter, Kim from Planning for Christmas. Um, yes, uh, I'm one Char- of the judges. Charlene, I, I was just plugging you. My 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 compliments <laughs> to you had nothing to do with the fact that I was being a contestant. Nothing. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. <laughs> now I am a fair and impartial judge. <laughs> yes, of course, of course. I believe that. There's nobody on that episode who can make it into the very elite uh, two-time <laughs> winner category, is there? I, I'm try- who, who I is, don't think so. Who, who, no, no, because Anthony hasn't won one, and Todd hasn't been in one, and Kim hasn't been in one. Um, I'm trying to think just how big is that two-time winner, winner group? It's just, I think it's just too deep. I think it's just the two. I think it is too. I think yeah. it is. I think it is. <laughs> well, well, t- Tom, I, I do just want to say I look forward to seeing you in the season finale, fighting you in the season finale of the Mary Melee. <laughs> I don't think so, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> I think Kim right. is going to be. I think Kim is going to own both you and Todd. I'm going on the record. I think, I think Kim is taking it all. Kim's gonna pull a Manny. (laughs) Oh no, no, sorry, Manny. That's that's now a whole strategy on on the Merry Melee. The pull a Manny. No, you know it's not rough, y'all. There are only two thousand eight hundred and thirty-two hours until Christmas. That is only a hundred and eighteen days, and that is sixteen weeks. We are under four months, and the next time you hear all of our beautiful voices, we will be in the Burr months. Yeah, it's so exciting. Yes, September. I love it. Where, where September, where two of us have a birthday coming up, including one of us who has a big birthday coming up. That's right. Mm. Oh. all right y'all do your homework and we will be back next week thanks again charlene thank you bye Bye. someday at christmas men won't be born 
bombs like kids flame with toys One warm December our hearts will see A world where men are free oh, Someday at Christmas there'll be no wars When we have learned what Christmas is for When we have found what life's really worth Christmas